You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 224. I want to jam my pick into it. All Things Azeroth is sponsored by Taverncraft, your place to go for great gifts for all the geeks in your life. With high-quality stoneware steins in the Warcraft, Warhammer, and Hobbit universes, as well as drinkware and other products from Marvel and Walking Dead, Taverncraft is the first place you should go for all the geeks you know, at a number of different price points. If you use the code WOWEPIC, you can save $10 off of any order for a regular price stoneware stein. That's taverncraft.com. All Things Azeroth is also sponsored by GameTimeZone.com, that best place to go for your game time or credits. We all need game time for our WoW accounts, and at $28.99 for a 60-day game card, Game Time Zone is the best place. Game Time Zone is your best bet for game time, no matter where you live and play on the North American servers. For this and other great prices, check them out at GameTimeZone.com. Play it. This is the beginning. Yeah. Attention. Emergency. You now have... 10 seconds to reach minimum safe distance. I'd like to see a gnome, yes. Someday, I hope to find the nuggets on a chicken. Mm. Oh, yeah. You're listening to All Things Azeroth. Finally, the host. <gasps> mm. I have to see for myself. That works for me. Arthur's is a pansy. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Bring it. Be started up, me boys. What? In the... So, okay. it is done. Hi, I'd like to join your cult. Fine. This is our final step. <laughs> what happens here will echo through the ages. Awesome. Oh, 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 oh. And now, here are your hosts. Oh, <laughs> Medros. Um. And Shane. That's me. That's me. That's me. Finally, a captive audience. Oh, come on. All right. Everybody's here. Let's go. Indeed. Oh, yeah. But I'll bunch. And welcome back to your first post-cataclysm episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I am your host, Medros, and with me is the ever-excellent Shade. How you doing there, Shade? We live! The world exploded, but we survived! Yes. Hi. We have survived, and some of us are probably 85. Some of us? Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that <laughs> just a moment. How, how, was, uh, how was your week overall? Uh, busy really busy like why was it busy i mean there's nothing really big going on was there um well uh (laughs) so my main is 85 i was 10 minutes too late for realm first rogue Ah. missed out on it by 10 minutes but i was up for i think 26 hours or something like that (laughs) that is freaking insane well i didn't i didn't okay we went and um we did well, okay, we did the show, and I mean, I, I, I slept in pretty late that day, I, you know, I, I made sure I slept in as late as humanly possible, and then we did the show, and then I left to go to the midnight release, I got the game, I came home, installed it, started playing it, did not stop playing it until um, I was level 85, and I was on vent with my guildies the whole time, so we were all talking for, like, a good chunk of it and by the end of it because there was a bunch of us like a bunch of my guild members actually did get the realm first i just i didn't get it i was like 10 minutes too late but um i think we got hunter uh, we got the very very first 85 on our server and it was one of our hunters and then we got druid we got priest we got warlock we got uh, what else did we get 
I want to say there was another one, one that we got to, but I don't remember what it was. Um, anyway, so we got a whole bunch of those and by the end of it, everybody was just like, we were in vent and, and anytime anybody said something, it was immediately responded with, that's what she said. And everybody found it very, very funny because we had been awake for so long. <laughs> like it absolutely was not, was not funny. Oh yeah. We had, a. Uh, Warrior and Death Knight, and then we had a Skinner, too, that was uh, Rome first. So we had a whole chunk of them under our belt. It was nice. Cool, cool. So how was it getting to, to 85? Was it a a fun run, or was it just kind of push, push, push? Um, I'm glad. Okay, number one, I'm glad, like, exceedingly thankful that I got into the beta because I don't think I would have been able to do things nearly as quickly. Now, when I was in the beta, that's when I got my opportunity to run around and go, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever, and made sure to read everything really carefully and so that I understood what was going on in all the new zones and things like that, um, so that once I actually got the retail version of the game and hopped in, I didn't even bother reading quest text. I was just like, bam, 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 get it done. It was very mechanical, very mechanical, and I am so, so glad that they don't come out with an expansion more than once every couple of years. Because I don't think I'd want to do that experience again anytime soon. <laughs> All right. And uh, can can I ask, as somebody who uh, who may have taken a different route, what was your leveling path? Uh, I went to High Jaw. Uh, went through High Jaw. First thing I did was I did 25 dailies. I did the Argent Crusade dailies. I did the Hodir dailies. And I did uh, the dailies on the boat in Ice Crown. So the first thing I did was I turned in all of those. And by turning in all of those, I was about a third of the way into 81. By the time I got most of the way through High Jaw, as soon as I hit 82, I immediately went to Deep Home. I didn't even stay to finish High Jaw, just went to Deep Home. Deep Home, played through that until I hit, uh, I think it was 80, yeah, 83. As soon as I dinged 83, it was off to Oldham. As soon as I hit 84, it was off to Twilight Highlands. I went back later after I hit 85 and finished all of those zones, but I didn't actually finish them while I was questing. I just, as soon as I dinged, I went to the new content. So, yeah, it was, you know, High Jaw, Deep Home, Oldham, Twilight Highlands, and then I was done. Have you logged in since you hit 85? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Um, I'm max mining, max engineering. I've made myself the engineering epic goggles. Uh, my archaeology is about 217 or so, and I have the fossilized raptor pet. Wow. And all blue gear. No, wait, not all blue gear. Excuse me. Um, I need to upgrade my bracers, my gloves, and my chest piece, but everything else is blue. I've been busy. <laughs> Dude, I don't mess around. <laughs> We're supposed to start raiding again soon, and I don't mess around. <laughs> I felt happy myself that, uh, that I had um, gotten to 84.25 and got a, another character up to 81 and working to 20 but yeah my my mining's max level no that is that is no that's pretty good because i haven't like i haven't gotten um i haven't done anything i i made my goblin right i made my goblin but i haven't actually leveled her at all she's just created on the screen and i've logged in on her once so i haven't had a chance to play her at all all i've been doing literally is just working on my rogue and that's specifically because I am in a raiding guild and we are trying to get geared up as quickly as possible 
Um, were I still just a casual player like I was, you know, at the beginning of Burning Crusade, psh, I'd be taking my time. I'd probably be like 83 right now, if that. Because I'd be running around, dinking around, doing all the new stuff. Mm. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't feel like your accomplishment isn't an accomplishment, because it is, you know, for you. It's just, it, it's a matter of what you're playing the game for. I'm playing the game to raid, so where I'm at right now is kind of a shaky, iffy, okay sort of good, but nowhere near raid ready yet. I see, I see. So, mm-hmm. I'm curious, um, I'm sure you've heard uh, the many. The only way I can the only way I can describe it is whines. Uh, I've heard a lot of people who have been like mm-hmm. telling Blizzard that they made heroics too hard, that people can't get into them right at eighty five, and apparently completely forgot Bull. the point where they're supposed to be doing the regulars before they do heroics, not hopping right into heroics at eighty five. Right. You have to do the regulars. The regulars have really good gear. So you want to go in and you want to do the regulars. Um, It doesn't take that much gear to get heroic ready. Um, The other thing that you need to keep in mind is if you had justice points left over from uh, End of Wrath, you can go pick up several pieces of blue gear right now. Like there are there are vendors that will sell you blue gear for for justice points. Um, I picked up a dagger, an offhand dagger, and uh, a belt. I think right off the bat, just with what I had left over from Wrath. Um, but if you were running heroics nonstop in Wrath and you were capped on justice points, dude, go spend them on blue gear. You know, you'll be heroic ready in no time, and you can go do the heroics. But there's this magical thing that suddenly come back into play, and I'm so terribly happy about it. Um, It's called CC. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. (laughs) Because Wrath, particularly at the end of Wrath, people outgeared the heroics. Now, mind you, the heroics were tuned for people who had just dinged level 80 at the beginning of Wrath. But Wrath was such a long expansion that by the end of Wrath's by the end of Wrath of the Lich King, you could hit level 80 and immediately pick up, like, full epic gear. And we're not talking, like, low-level epic gear. We're talking good epic gear. Just, you know, have it crafted, have it whatever. Um, so heroics, these Wrath heroics that were tuned for people that only had, like, blues from the dungeons, were people ridiculously outgeared them. The only exception was like the Ice Crown Citadel instances. Those were actually a little bit more difficult for people. You couldn't go in and just face roll those right away. Um, it actually took some learning and you had to figure out what was there. The dungeons in Cataclysm definitely require thought. The bosses are not easy. Uh, the trash pulls, there are there is trash again. You do have to be careful with some of the trash. If you're an interrupter, you need to be interrupting. If you can stun things, you should be stunning things. If you can banish things, you should be banishing things. You know, all of those CC spells that you left in your spellbook because you never used them at the end of Wrath of the Lich King, you should be using them now as much as possible. Like, every pull, if you can. If you can use it, use it. And it'll make things much easier. So what you're saying is that this is probably not a good. Sorry, when you're uh, when, when you're when you're running through a dungeon, this is probably not a good recommended uh, game plan. When in doubt, blow it up. <laughs> well, we have blown things up, but um, I did heroic dead mines yesterday. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun! I cannot even begin to talk about how much fun heroic dead mines was. 
<laughs> that was fabulous. Um, I've done several of the heroics. There are still dungeons that I have not hit. Um, I haven't done all of Throne of the Tides. I've done like the last two bosses. Uh, I haven't done Blackrock Caverns yet. And there was one other one that I was missing, but I can't remember what it was for the life of me. So, oh well. But I've done the other dungeons, and my favorite right now, Vortex Pinnacle, beautiful. Not only is it beautiful, but it plays like Mario 64 or something. Seriously. <laughs> it just reminds me of the old school Nintendo games that I loved playing. There's even mobs in there where if you're looking at them, they go whoop and they duck under the ground, but as soon as you turn away, they come back out and they start attacking you, so you have to be facing them. It's like the ghosts <laughs> in Mario. Oh, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. I love it. I love it so much. I see. Well, um, like, I, like I said, my week, uh, much like everybody else's week, uh, was kind of leveling. Um, I was hoping to hit 85 before the show today. Unfortunately, I had some lasagnas to cook or to, uh, to prepare for freezing, so therefore did not get as much in-game time today as I'd like. But I have hit uh, uh, 84 and a quarter, and uh, I'm, I, it was a bit jarring. I noticed just before I hit 80, 84 that... I the the you know the level eighty four was about six hundred six million XP. Level eighty five is nine million XP. That's a lot of XP. Eighty four to eighty five it was definitely the longest part of grinding through things. Like eighty to eighty one, super fast. Eighty one, eighty two, super fast. Eighty three, eighty four took a little bit longer. Eighty four to eighty five took twice as long as eighty three to eighty four. It, it, it took quite a bit longer, and it wasn't, you know, for lack of quests or anything like that. I was still questing along. It was just there was there was so much experience required to get from 84 to 85 that it really kind of stretched the whole thing out. Um, Twilight Highlands was amazing, though. Absolutely amazing. Um, have You haven't gotten there yet, have you? Okay, when I hit 84 last night, um, I got the, you know... Go to Stormwind. I basically, I went back to Stormwind, which is what I do every new level. I got the quest to go talk to King Varian and Anduin, and I did this morning when I got on. I did the walk Anduin around, mm -hmm. show him the sights, blah blah blah. And is that for Twilight Highlands? That's the lead up to get the uh, the quest to go to Twilight Highlands. Sweet. I didn't know what the Alliance side was because the Horde side. Um, you go to Garrosh, and Garrosh says. Um, I need to make sure that my ships are getting ready. I need you to go to um, Bilgewater, not Bilge, is it Bilgewater Harbor? Bilgewater Harbor, yeah. Yeah, out in Ashara. He's like, I need you to go out there because they're supposed to be getting my ships ready and I need to figure out where they're at, right? So you go out there and then they're like, um, so a bunch of our soldiers have totally gone AWOL and we need to find you to go find them and beat some sense into them and get them. So you have to run around this seedy port town, kicking soldiers' butts and getting them back <laughs> Yeah, well, the 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 quest in uh, in Stormwind, uh, the 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 final quest before you get the one to go to uh, to Twilight Highlands, which you do on a rocket, of course. The the driver of the rocket says, "Now I'm gonna I'm gonna use a special maneuver to use up all our fuel. Don't black out." Well, guess what happens? You black out. Fade to black. <laughs> did you did you was that the traitor thing when you when you went in? That is not. Not quite. You don't go in. Well, you go into the cathedral, but it's not. Um, it's not the one that we that were that we were waiting for. It, it's not revealing that person. Uh, in fact, when I went to the cathedral on the quest, it was empty. There was nobody in the in the cathedral. Okay. 
So have you found your trader? Because the thing is, is we, I found the trader, but the trader wasn't who I thought it was. Well, what what you, what you do in this quest is you have to go find some a, a NPC called the Black Bishop. Okay. You don't get a name for the person; just the the, the their their NPC name is the Black Bishop, um, and that's who you kill as part of this chain. So, I haven't found the, uh, the I, I have not found yet the uh, the traitor that I think it's going to be, but uh, I did find a traitor. Didn't we already spoil all of this before, anyway? Okay, well, it wasn't... The, the traitor that I found was not Antonitis, that's all I'm going to say. Benedictus, Or Benedictus, yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, the one that I a, found, not the Blood Elf guy. Yeah. It was a different guy altogether. The, the traitor it's I like, found was a guard in, in the throne room. Yeah, the one that I found was... It was actually the Earthen Ring representative that was right next to Garage. Okay. Which was really interesting, because I'm like, well, wait, what about these voice files with all of these shocking revelations? Does that mean that they took them out? Because that was really potentially very cool. And if they remove that, I'm going to be very annoyed. Because, I mean, seriously, that was, that was, I was looking forward to seeing that. Really looking forward to seeing that and how that played out. But, like, yeah, it, I don't know. I have no idea. Your rocket pilot was flint- Flintlock? Yes. Seriously? Yeah. From, like, the comic? Flintlock? I, I don't oh know if it was God, the same look. Awesome. look. I, don't, I don't know if it was the same look. Was he a dwarf? He was a dwarf named Flintlock. Oh, yeah. That's totally Flintlock. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> What's really cool is uh, in uh, in Duratar now, if you t- if you go down the canyon to uh, Razor Hill, you, you find the dude. There was this, there was this uh, big, long story on one of the realm forums and it was called you awaken in razor hill right and it was about this orc named ted nug and then his his pet and they actually made an npc of him and his pet who's like a lion named scratch fury and they're walking up and down that that canyon and when i first ran into them i was like oh my gosh they actually made it in the game that is so cool I, i love seeing I, I love seeing when they take, like, all these, you know, fan people and actually... Or Scratch Fever, excuse me. I'm sorry. House of Canaan is Scratch Fever. So, yeah, Ted, Ted Nug and Scratch Fever, they're, they're, they're walking up and down the canyon there. It's super fun. They, they really went all out in uh, bringing uh, community uh, characters into the game this time, I think, around. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the uh, the funniest reference that I've seen is, uh, and not a lot of people know about this, right? If you go talk to uh, the druid cha- trainer lady, uh, I want to say, oh, I can't remember her name. It's not Venera; it's the other one. But she's the she's the druid from the Echo Isles event. If you go talk to her, she explains a little bit more about uh, how troll druids came to be, and she says that they were talking to the raptor loa and his name was gonk and and he like showed them how to get into the emerald dream and all this other stuff well what's funny is there is a player named gonk on the elitist jerk forums who spent the majority of his time griping about druids about how much he hated druids so they actually made him part of the troll druid origination story Hmm. which is kind of it, it 
it's a total joke and it's really funny um to those that are familiar with what went on it was like okay that had to have been deliberate like it absolutely had to have been deliberate anyway before we do continue with the rest of the show since we are almost 20 minutes into the show uh, i want to talk a little bit about our sponsor this is the last week of our sponsorship from tavern craft now for those of you who have been listening to the show for a while you know how much i like tavern craft stuff from the first time i heard of their products before they even started sponsoring us i was really really happy that they were making products in the warcraft universe they expanded their product line to other universes like warhammer and hobbit and moron they have gone above and beyond they, they've now gone marvel walking dead they've got lighters they've got glassware all kinds of stuff I definitely want you guys to check them out. They are a really good type of product of all t- lots of different price lines. You can you have a $20 mug from Orgrimmar or Stormwind. You got a $100 Stein. You have all kinds of different products in between. For anybody who is a geek, there's probably something you can get there that is going to be really, really awesome. So definitely check them out. That's TavernCraft.com. And you know what, guys? I like them so much that all of my staff is getting a Warcraft mug. Yes, this is the first time you're hearing this. In case anybody on the, on the listen to the show doesn't know this, everybody. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> See, they're they're shade. I was wondering, wondering how long it take her to get. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm giving all of my my staff a Tavernkraft mug, one of the either the Orgrimmar or Stormwind. Orgrimmar, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, MacGyver, yes, that's the secret I tweeted about. So, yes, I'll be, uh, they, they may not arrive in time for Christmas, but all of them will be getting a, uh, a, War, a, ta- a Warcraft mug. They can let me know their choice. Uh, that the people who will be getting those is, uh, Skolnick, Jen, uh, Sean, uh, Zappy, uh, Shade, of course, uh, Chris Blatt, and Stormy, who've been helping me run the guild. Thank you. Thank you to all of you guys for everything you guys have done. And thank you to Tavercraft for being an awesome sponsor. They've uh, given us lots of prizes. And later in the show, we'll be giving away even more prizes. So, oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I really wanted one of those mugs. You have no idea. So I'm like, oh, I get what. The, this is totally going to replace my Mickey coffee cup. <laughs> So, yes, uh, for folks in the, who are listening to this and download and can't see the chat room, um, Skolnick, uh, Zappy, uh, Shaden, pretty much all my staff only just heard about this as I said it on the show. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Happy Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> Flat, unfortunately, I can't afford one of those. My apologies. But the mugs are awesome. Have you? Well, obviously you've seen them. I haven't seen one in person yet, but they look so cool on the website, and I've been like dying, just like dying to have one. I was thinking about getting one for myself. Now I don't have to. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, and they look really awesome. Um, I am very excited to to be able to get my my Stormwind one when Shade gets it and mails it to me. And it's it's really awesome. Um, I do recommend them. And if you uh, if you are listening to this uh, and you are looking for one of their steins, not the mugs, but the steins, you can get it a ten dollar discount on the steins, uh, regular priced only um, when you go to uh, taverncraft.com and to the code Wow Epic. Thank you very much to uh, to Taverncraft. Thank you to my staff and uh, thank you for the sponsorship that they did to uh, did for us the last couple months. We didn't have a sponsor. They stepped up. They really worked with us. And uh, plus, Tavern Craft just rocks. They they do. They do. 
why don't we continue on here with uh, with our segment from uh, from Ask Moo? How about how we do that? Ask Moo? Yeah, we haven't heard Ask Moo in a while. Let's do that. Sure. Let us uh, let us hear from the Tarn perspective. Hello, friends. This is Mooley of Feathermoon, here to answer your World of Warcraft questions from the Tauren perspective. Today's question is from Rosaru, who asks, Dear Moo, why do hunters have to feed their pets, but you don't have to feed your living mounts? Well, Rosaru, I wasn't sure about that, so I took a trip over to the goblin slums in Orgrimmar to pay a visit to Cal Worthaton, the goblin trike dealer. He recently opened up his shop there, and apparently his business is booming, so to speak. He's been in the mount business for a very long time and knows a thing or two about mounts. Anyway, he says that there is a fundamental difference between hunter pets and mounts. When a hunter tames a pet, it's his, period. He gets to name it, he gets to feed it and take care of it. Mounts are different in that you don't actually get to keep that mount. What you buy is the ability to summon it, and it isn't always the same mount every time. You summon your mount, it shows up. You ride it, and when you're done, it goes back to where it came from. There, trained handlers keep your mount clean, fed, and in peak condition. That's especially useful for mechanical mounts. When was the last time you ran across a gas station while out exploring? That's all for this edition of Ask Moo. I need your questions, so please send them to me at askmoo42 at gmail.com. Call me at 201-Azeroth. That's 201 201- Two nine three seven six eight four, or ask Moo, all one word, on Twitter. Until next time, may the eternal sun shine upon thee. So all those people who RP that they named their horse, they really didn't name their horse. It really just goes in the ether. <laughs> they, they named their horse. It's just not the same horse, and they aren't paying attention. Apparently. They don't really love their animal. <laughs> I'm like sitting here going, "Well, the priest that I RP, she has she has an orange raptor, and his name is Stanley." And I'm like, "Wait, so Stanley isn't really Stanley? No, my world has been shattered, and not in the cataclysm way." But um, okay. Anyway, what else have we got today? Um, we have a bit of news. A little bit of news. And now the news. From around the world of Warcraft. First off, uh, 3.3 million sales in the first 24 hours. I have a question. Do you think this? Do you think they include this number in? Like, do they include the fact the pre-purchase downloads? Because 
when I think of it sold 3.3 million in the first 24 hours, that's when they were purchased, not they are purchased a month before and they were just delivered at that point. They are talking about the first 24 hours, so they're basically talking about everything that was sold on December 7th. Um, I don't think that they're talking about the digital pre-orders or anything. Hmm. Uh, with the digital pre-orders, I'd say double that number, if not triple it. I, I think. I think. I can't say 100% for sure, because it doesn't, it doesn't say. Like, it doesn't actually specify whether or not that includes the digital downloads or not. So good question but uh it doesn't really negate the fact that that is a heck of a lot of games holy cow that is that is i think i'm i'm i can't even fathom i don't think there's been there hasn't been there hasn't been any game in the history of ever that has sold that many copies before in 24 hours no (laughs) <laughs> the the news stories that I read uh, did say that uh, the record they broke was the Wrath of the Lich King record of 2.8 million copies sold in 20, in the first 24 hours. So basically they broke their own record on PC game sales. Right, right. And the thing is, is like, you know, Wrath of the Lich King, you know, when they came out with that number, it was a, holy cow, that is a lot of games. And I don't think they're ever going to beat that. But they did. And it's crazy that they did on a third expansion of a game that's been out for six years. Like, that's unheard of. It's definitely a huge number, and uh, I want to congratulate Blizzard for uh, for that achievement. I mean, that's, uh, that's a pretty notable achievement. And, I mean, the, the, somebody in the chat room does point out that there was an asterisk after the phrase within 24 hours of release. They don't really explain the, the asterisks in, the, in there. And I, that's not the first time I've seen that. They put an asterisk, but they don't actually explain what the asterisk means. But... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means exactly, and I don't know if they're counting the digital pre-sales or not. Um, generally speaking, though, when they release figures like that and they say within the first 24 hours, they mean in that 24-hour period. You know, they don't mean like before. So, I have no idea. That is still, that's that's an obscene number of people. It's a crazy amount. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a pretty awesome, uh, pretty awesome number, and I. Uh... I'm not surprised at all. I mean, the the number of people I know who've been coming back for this expansion have been amazing. Um, they have been coming back weeks before. And, you know, I think a lot of it was people coming and getting the pre-order because the people in line at my, at my launch event, which I'll talk about in just a moment, it wasn't as long as I would have expected. That is, uh, that is a pretty awesome number. Mm-hmm. So... How was your release event? There were a lot of people there. There were a lot of people. I think there was probably somewhere between 50 and 75 people there, Um, which for my town, now you have to understand that my town is pretty small. That's a lot of people. Um, And that was just the one GameStop that I happened to be at. There was one at the mall that probably had about twice that. And who knows how many people were at the Walmart. Well, there's two different Walmarts, so... You know, there are several locations where they were doing midnight releases in this town, and... I don't expect that there was a lot, but there was a lot of players there, and there were WoW Insider readers there. Um, I gave away loot codes from WoW Insider to people, um, which was kind of fun. I also came away with it. Um, They did a drawing for their promotional materials, so they had the two big fake Cataclysm boxes, and then they had the giant Deathwing standee. You know what I'm talking about, right? The big cardboard one? 
I, I, I can imagine. I, I, that was not at mine. Okay. Well, it was this big Deathwing standy, and he's just like standing there breathing fire, and I won it. <laughs> it's still in the back of my car because I don't, I don't know where to put it. <laughs> but I won it. I also won a poster. <laughs> And I had a lot of fun. I mean, the people that I was talking to, there was um, a lot of people there that were BC babies from Burning Crusade, but there were also a surprising number of people from Vanilla, and we were all going, you know, back in my day, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was just fun seeing people in my town that actually played this game that I devote so much time to, just through work and, you know, through actually playing the game. It's kind of nice that there's actually a, a WoW playing population out here, so I was really happy. How did yours go? Did you get a lot of people? I, w- I would estimate probably about a hundred. But I bought ten pizzas and uh, walked up walked up up the line about uh, twenty minutes before launch. Uh, gave away a bunch of prizes. Asked some trivia questions. Uh, gave away a T-shirt, um, a authenticator, and. A plushie. They chose the Wyvern, unfortunately. I'm, I'm sort so sad to hear that, but that means somebody on the show can can win a, a Griffin. So that's even better. The Wyvern is cute. Actually, they're both cute. I have them both. <laughs> I, I, ironically, it was the 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 wild player's wife that came up and and answered the question, and oh, I'm really? like, well, what, what what faction do you play? And she and she looks back, and I'm like, okay, well. Uh, since I'm sure the people in line are not going to take his place, how about the WoW player in the, that, that is waiting in line come up and, uh, and answer that question? So I showed her showed the wife both of the uh, plushies, and, and uh, she chose the wyvern. Uh, she said it was cuter, and uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So they, I think the question they answered was uh, Lady Leandrin. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the leader of the... woman who's the leader of the Blood Knights. Yeah. So... Um, clearly the answer was fed to her, but, uh, eh, I'll take it. <laughs> Still, that's pretty cool. That's cool. I'm glad you had a turnout. Yeah. I, I was surprised by the sheer number of people because, um, there are a lot of people from the WoW Insider staff that were reporting that at their particular game stops and places where they were at for the midnight releases, there just weren't that many people there because everybody had done the digital download. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's really awesome, and I'm really happy that uh, that there was such a huge turnout. Um, I was the first person, the, the, the people who were in front of, in front of the line, um, they offered me the opportunity to go first, and uh, and I gratefully accepted it and got my collector's edition. And uh, there were cheers when I held it up outside the door as other people went in went in to get theirs and uh, stood there and interviewed some people and it was a really awesome event so i'll be releasing that as a special release on uh, on the wow or i was right on the all things azeroth website um my trivia bit as well as interviewing people at the event so what was really fun with mine was they did a trivia contest like gamestop did a trivia contest and that's how i won my poster right because they were asking lore questions <laughs> but the reason that i won was because they had a wrong answer on their sheet. Okay. Uh, they said, uh, they were like, okay, so uh, back when the Sunwell was destroyed, this mage put all of the Sunwell's energies together into a single entity. And I answered Krasis, because that's who it was. It was Krasis, a.k.a. Quarrel Straws. Um, and the answer that they had on their sheet was Anvina. And Anvina was actually the name of the person that was the Sunwell's energies. So 
yeah I, I i said crassus and they were like nope and i'm like what do you mean no <laughs> don't you know who i am i'm the lore goddess <laughs> well and then and then somebody else said anvina i'm like anvina's not right though that was the name of the person and then it it was really apparent that the guys that were asking the questions they didn't play warcraft yeah. right and then one of the people who read WoW Insider, they piped up and they were like, you guys, like, she knows. <laughs> so, yeah, the lady behind the counter, she's like, here, you can have a poster anyway. I'm like, yay, thank you. And then I apologized to her later. I'm like, I'm sorry for giving you grief. It was just the wrong answer. She's like, yeah, well, they sent us a pre-made list. So, anyway. Yeah, they offered funny. me, the, the EB Games <laughs> offered me offered me questions, and I'm like, I have my own list. And um, I know these yeah. are the questions I want, they're going to be nice and hard, and because I mean, 100 people, I want people to have to guess, you know, I, I want to, or at least, you know, have to work yeah. for it, I don't want, yeah, what, what's the name of Malfurion's brother? That was one of the ones. I'm like, really? Well, the thing is, is like, I mean, that was, uh, the list that you have is the list that I took with me to the, to the WoW Insider, the BlizzCon meetup, and I did all the questions with that and I deliberately made some very very easy ones because there are not a lot of people that know a ton about lore and you know we want to make sure there's equal opportunity for prizes and then we made some ridiculously difficult ones that are super super hard speaking of which don't you have one of those I, I just happen to have one of those that's so interesting that you ask about that uh, so I believe I'm supposed to go like this I'm a mind second. reader reading minds and yeah so that means uh for those of you in the chat channel who are who are paying attention we are going to be doing a trivia contest right now so medros if you want to ask that question or i can ask that question out loud and you can uh, pop it well, in there whichever. i will just enter it in and you can kind of talk a little bit about it okay so um queen ashara back before the sundering she had like a uh she had a group of military people that were pretty much there to guard her. It was like her personal guard. And who we're looking for, we're looking for the name of the night elf that served as the leader of her personal guard. We do want the correct spelling on it and correct, uh, 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 what do you call it, punctuation with it. Well, there is... Blast out then because he to... can't do correct spelling for a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, basically it was, you know... <laughs> There was, see, oh, yeah, well, there's not, oh, yeah. and, and there's not, not a lot of people know the answer to that because you have to read, it's, it, the guy, he was featured in the War of the Ancients trilogy. He was, he was in there and he actually played a pretty big part in the uh, War of the Ancients trilogy, particularly towards the end because he was loyal to Ashara and then he kind of quibbled and changed his mind because he realized that she was kind of, woohoo. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since so I got the books. So I, I do believe uh, that we anyway. do have a correct answer. Yes. Um, and Chris Bot actually got the answer correct, but he was not in time. Uh, so House uh-huh. of Canaan, congratulations! And pick a number between pick a number between one and five. House of Canaan, 
one in five. We're looking for a number. Three, you have won yourself a tiny loot code courtesy of wowtccgloot.com. Uh, for those of you that are not in the know, that would be the website to go to if you're looking for any of those prize cards that involve the WoW trading card game. They've got them listed on the site there, and you can get them immediately upon purchase. Or if there's none available on the website, they've got links to thousands upon thousands of eBay auctions where you can do the exact same thing. So uh, House of Canaan, uh, go ahead and send an email to uh, shade at allthingsazeroth.com. And I will get you your code after the show. And I actually used that website myself the other day, uh, actually yesterday, to purchase a loot code uh, because I gave away a loot code on uh, Twisted Another Blogcast, when I was, which was on this past weekend, and completely forgot to get a code from Shade, so I figured, eh, it's code bucks, I'll buy one from them. So it was really so awesome. So did you pick it up? Did you get the instant delivery thing? I did. It was only $2 for a uh, uh, paint bomb loot code. So really reasonable prices. Yeah. Well, the thing that I like about them is, like I said, if you buy it directly from them, it's instant delivery. You get it in your. You don't have to wait for them to mail a card to you or anything like that. You just get it in your mailbox and you can cash it in. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, so yes, tiny loot code. And no, I'm not trading that for the giant Deathwing standee, House of Canaan. That is mine. Oh, mine. <laughs> so, so I, I can't expect one for Christmas. No. Are you kidding? I don't even want to think about how expensive that thing would be to ship. Right now, I, I barely got it in the back of my car. Like, I barely got it in the back of my car. I'm trying to figure out, because there's no room in my bedroom, so I'm thinking that I need to rearrange my furniture, and it's really funny that I think I need to rearrange my furniture so that I can stick a gigantic cardboard cutout of an internet dragon in my room. Yeah, my fiancé would not have allowed me, so I didn't even ask for it. you got to put it in your studio. It's the guest bedroom, which her parents stay in. I don't think they want to be looking at a big red, dra- big black dragon. Well, you could cover it with like some sort of decorative cloth, and if they ask, just say, "Uh, <laughs> it's modern art that we've covered because that's how it's supposed to look." <laughs> uh, House Canaan is offering. We'll trade three cats for a giant Deathwing stand. Ordinarily, I would take you up on that because I do love kitties, but uh, I'm not allowed to have pets in my current place of residence. So there you go. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I, th- I think all offers have been declined at this point. So have you heard about, uh, well, not have you heard about, but did you see what they did right before Cataclysm's launch to oh, uh, experience? You, you, mean, you mean the experience? Yeah. Like, geez. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, And I love the fact that they did this. Like, I really love the fact that they did this. What's going to happen from now on, and it happened as soon as they launched Cataclysm, was that, you know, if you are level 80 or higher, you only get 10% of your normal experience for killing Lich King creatures. Creatures in Northrend. That's it. And the reason that they did this, they did this actually with all of the zones. So when you hit level 60, you only get 10% experience for killing creatures in Old World Azeroth. You have to move on to Burning Crusade. Yeah. When you hit level 70, you only get 10% of experience for killing Burning Crusade mobs. So you want to move to Northrend. And at 80, you move to Cataclysm. And they did this specifically to keep people moving forward. Um, they don't want you to stay in the old world forever. They want you to go experience content as it's meant to be experienced. The other nice thing about this was that it definitely kept people from uh, 
like people that were decked out in heroic 25 Lich King gear or heroic 10 Lich King gear from just standing around Northwind, Northrend and uh, just AOE, mass AOEing mobs to hit 85 as quickly as possible. Well, yeah, I mean, th- those, those mobs are e- very easy to kill at this point for us. They're significantly easier than Hyjal. Right. When you're level 80 and you're decked out in raid gear, it takes like approximately three seconds to kill a mob, if that. You know, I can two-shot most anything in Ice Crown with my raid gear when I had my raid gear on. So doing like the Argent Dawn dailies or the Argent Tournament dailies, it took me like 10 minutes to go through and kill everything. And most of that was travel time. Yeah. So they didn't want to cheapen, you know, they don't want you to stay put forever in one place. They want you to keep moving forward. So that's pretty much kind of why they did this. And also to keep people from cheating their way to 85, which I thought was dreadfully appropriate. So I, I agree. Go. It was definitely a good move for them. And yeah. uh, I, I agree 100% with that decision, Blizzard. Yeah. Not like, not like my opinion really matters, but I do rec- do agree with that decision. Yeah. And, and realistically speaking, once you hit 58, you can move on to Outland. But you can stay and you can go all the way to 60 if you want to in the old world and then just go. From there, though, you want to go to Outland. Yeah, yeah. There have been a lot of changes to the guild experience and guild leveling and guild reputation since oh, launch. We were so mad. So let's uh, let's go through so like so way, the way it started out originally and how it's progressed. So first off, when guild experience and guild reputation went live, you got a a certain amount of re- reputation with your guild with every quest you turned in, mm-hmm. every mob you ki- was it every mob you killed or just just reputation just quests. No, every mob you kill, every bit of experience that you earned, except for leveling, gathering, went directly. Gathering did not give rep. Right, it went. Yeah, it didn't. But but you, it went directly towards guild experience. In addition to that, every guild achievement that you earned went towards that guild experience, so you could level up your guild. They hot fixed that, and it was really annoying because my guild. As soon as we had the appropriate people log on, we were already at level two, like about an hour into the expansion's release. And so we were moving around, you know, we were getting the whole uh, boost, the little boost to experience gain, which was cool. Um, and then we capped out and and we capped out somewhere in level two. So we were okay with that because, you know, we capped out, but we were in level two. So we, we were getting the experience boost somewhere during the day there, during that 24 hour period where, oh God, I was still awake by the end of it. You know, they went in and they stealth nerfed it and we went back to level one. Um, and what they did was they decided that achievements like guild achievements, you weren't going to get guild experience for guild achievements anymore. And this morning they actually announced that they are basically chopping by 75% the amount of guild experience you get from quests as well. Because it used to be you get 100% of the experience as guild experience. Now it's only 25%. Well, yeah. And the thing is, is you're not really going to feel that, honestly, if you're in a larger guild in particular. In my guild, it, it takes us roughly an hour and a half to get the cap for guild experience for the day. Um, and, and that's a ridiculously mm-hmm. short period of time because um, we have people on literally all hours of the day now and they're all doing stuff that all adds into that guild experience. So we were hitting the cap almost immediately. Um, now they've actually lengthened it out a little bit so that you know it takes us longer to do it, which is kind of cool. From my perspective, being in a not-so-large guild, we haven't even hit level 2 yet. 
and I, I honestly yeah. can say that it, it's very frustrating trying to, trying to get to that, and basically, you know, we were getting a bubble or so a day while people were logging on regularly, but now we're not even going to get a, not even half a bowl a day at this point. So it's yeah. a bit of a frustration being in a smaller guild, the, the Heroes of Lordaeron and Argent Dawn, because we want to be able to get those those achievements and, and get those perks, but it it's a long, hard slog for for our guild at least. Right, and the thing is, is like you know, the reason that they did it was because they wanted to hold guild achievements the same way that they hold regular achievements, where there's no real reward or boost for getting them. Except, you know, every once in a while you'll get, like, a rare pet, or you'll get a mount, or you'll get something, like a title, you know, something cool. But you don't get experience from achievement points on your character. You don't get experience for achievement points. And you don't get anything that directly affects the game, like, the, the way the game is played from achievement points. The only possible exception to that, and that's debatable, is the Violet mm -hmm. Proto, because it's a 310 mount. But even then, how long does it take to get that proto? It takes a long time. So it's definitely not like game-breaking or something that you can do yeah. in 20 minutes, you know? It still kind of irritates me, though. What really irritates me more, and, and, and this has been... I don't know what they can do about this, right? But they have capped reputation yes. gain, right? And they capped reputation gain at about... You can get 300 points into friendly, and that's it. For the week. Yes. It's not a daily cap. It's a weekly cap. And what that means is that every single last guild in this game is probably going to reach level 25 or ding exalted with their guild on the same day. How dumb is that? It's like it's like the door locking mechanism thing in, in Wrath of the Lich King uh, in Ice Crown Citadel where you could only go in and kill like the first four bosses for like the first three weeks. And then they'd open another wing, and it's like a gating thing. And I hate gating. I seriously, I hate it. I mean, if we want to work for it, if we want to grind it out, if we want to get it all done, if we want to, you know, grind to Exalted with our own guild and everything, we should be able to do that, you know? Find a way to let us do that. Yeah, sure, make it take a while, but don't just set us an arbitrary cap that we're going to hit within the 20 you know, the first 20 minutes of us playing on the new expansion. Because literally, I was, you know, I hit the cap probably about, oh, an hour after I started playing Cataclysm. For the week. I, I was I was a bit frustrated, um, because most players... Experience, I... Un sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I, no, I, go I was ahead. saying, like, most players who want to hit 85 as quickly as possible are losing out on a lot of guild rep. Because by the time... By the time you can start earning rep again next week, or, or I guess in the morning, you're already made 85. All you'll be doing is dungeons or dailies, and you're probably not going to get as yeah. much rep, I would think, per day. I think you get rep from killing the dungeon bosses and things like that. Like, you get rep the same way you get rep if you're wearing a tabard, I think. If you kill anything that gives you, you know... If you if you kill things in dungeons, like the mobs that give you 15 reputation for whatever in dungeons, or you kill bosses in dungeons, that should give you rep too. Doing dailies will give you rep. But that cap that they set, and I think that cap is something like, I don't know, 3,000 points of reputation or something like that, maybe? 
3,300, yeah. something like that. Um, it's so low that, that literally you hit it almost immediately while you're questing, you hit it like not even halfway yeah, through Yeah, that's what, where I hit it, yeah. It's just, it's, it's dumb how small that they've made it. Um, experience, I totally understand the experience cap. I, I, I still think that it's tuned like, it, it, it's tuned in a way that all of the major guilds are going to be, they're going to be hitting level 25 on the same day. Mm. But I, I, that reputation gain, I swear they should just make that like a daily thing like you do with all the other yeah. stuff, you know? I just, I don't, yeah. It was it was really frustrating to see that they chose that way, and the the worst thing was the constant message. Constant, like literally, every two seconds it felt like. Oh yeah, every time. Okay, you, you... <laughs> every time you killed a mob, it'd tell you you've reached the match reputation you can gain with your guild today, or whatever. Yeah, that was really annoying. So it was yellow spam over and over and over and over. It just filled your chat yeah. log. <laughs> I mean, and, I, and I'm I'm planning to hit 85 before I go to bed tonight. So like before the before the servers go down at yeah. 5 a.m. Pacific time, and it, it's it was just really frustrating for me to see that they chose that way to do it and to remind me on every damn thing I killed for a day and a half that I had reached that limit. Now, on all of my other characters, I will likely um, max out my guild reputation for the week, then go play another tune. I do have four other, you know, four other 80-plus players I can play beyond my, uh, my, my beyond my main. I do have a lot of other stuff I can do. I can play my Worgen and all this other stuff, but it is really frustrating to see that, that the reputation uh, is being gated like that. It is really frustrating. It's... Yeah, it just it seems like it's set too low. If they yeah. double it, I'd be happier. Cuz right now, I mean, we have people in my guild that are exalted with like three or four of the dungeon reps now. Wow. Um already just from running running heroics and doing all this other stuff, they've reached exalted reputation with like the Earthen Ring with We don't have Ramaken. We don't have the Kitty Cat people yet. I'm working on that one. Um You want a pony hat? But Uh no, I want a camel. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you said were, I thought you were hoping they'd give you the pony hat to wear. It, it would be cool if they'd give out pony hats, but I think uh, not only do you have to be like one of the most important kitty cat people to wear the pony hat, but you actually have to be a kitty cat person, and they're just not going to give it to any outsider. Makes me sad. Heartbreaking. I really wanted Heartbreaking. a pony hat. So yeah. while we while we've been talking here, uh, the latest round of hot fixes have been publicized, uh, confirming the guild experience oh, caps are being uh, uh, nerfed. Through the uh, questing reduction, um, the update was put in that after hitting gu- weekly guild reputation ca- cap, players will no longer be receiving messages that they're at cap every time a quest is turned in. Good. Thank you for that. Um, and uh, there's a few other ones. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it should no longer be possible for Vanessa Van Cleef's note to not to spawn in dead mines instances when groups have not killed. Rip snarl and cookie, like just, just general stuff. Yeah, you used to be able to just kill. You used to be able to skip them. Now that's actually really interesting because um, when I did heroic dead mines last night, uh, we did we went around the ship and we did rip snarl and then we did Vanessa and then we went we dropped down and did cookie, but now you had to go do cookie and rip snarl before you can get Vanessa. Um, however, that fight, phenomenal. It was really really cool. 
Like, really well done. I, I recommend... Definitely go run Heroic Deadmines. If you've got the gear for it, go there. It's so cool now. So so how, so how <laughs> does uh, VVC uh, compare to VC? How does what? How does VVC compare to VC? You're going to have to explain <laughs> that because how, I don't how understand. How does the Vanessa Van Cleef fight compare to the Van Cleef fight? When at comparable, like when at level with the, with the mob, it's it's interesting because actually the the two of them it's it's kind of neat because you have these two characters. Obviously, she's Van Cleef's daughter, so so you know there's a familial connection there, and the fights are eerily similar in parts. Like uh, Van Cleef, I mean, when you originally fought Van Cleef, he'd spawn his little ads, right? Well, Vanessa does the same thing. She'll spawn the little ads, only the ads are nastier very much nastier. But then she also has other tricks up her sleeve. And I don't want to give anything away, but like the actual opening of the fight is this really unique thing that I have not seen in any dungeon anywhere ever. And it is so worth it to play through it. So I really recommend Heroic Deadminds, go do it. it it's it's phenomenal. It's really neat. Awesome. I will definitely have to check that out when I hit 85. So I'm curious, uh, Shade, um, you said that you had leveled your engineering to max level. Yep. Did you find that Obsidium was a little hard to get? Nope. Because for my blacksmithing, um, I have flown all around Hygel repeatedly. I've gone through leveling of all of Hygel and Vashir, and I'm still not done with Obsidium that I need. That's because you're going through it now. I went through it before anybody touched ah, okay. the zone. Well, I mean, I, I, went through, <laughs> I went through Hygel first night. And it was so yeah, so heavily yeah. farmed by everybody. Uh, I think I walked out of there with yeah. maybe five pieces of ore. No, um, what I ended up doing, actually, I ran through, I hit level 85. I didn't really bother mining at all. I didn't bother training mining. I just booked it, right? Did quests and things. After I was done with that, I went back and I did my mining the next day. Mm -hmm. And there still were... I think it was just timing worked in my favor. Okay. Honestly, because I was ahead of everybody else, so I managed to get some obsidian before anybody else was even in that section of the zone. Because I think I was, I was the third person in deep hole on my server. Okay. Um, and it was me and my two guildmates, and then we were quickly joined by some other people. But it, it was like there were seven people in deep hole for almost an hour before other people started trickling in. So um, we we had the run of the place, pretty much. Uh, and I ended up getting a little bit of obsidian there. Um, so I had, you know, I had a couple of stacks. I had a couple of stacks at war by the time I hit 85. But then when I went back, everybody had played through Vashir, and they'd played through Hyjal, and they've moved their way up, and they were playing through Deepholm and Oldham and and Twilight Highlands. So when I went back to go farm things, the rush had gone through. And there was hardly anybody in Vashir. So that's where I mined mine at. You you mined in Vashir? Because I, uh -huh. I, when I went through Vashir, I did not find all that many ore veins. Um, it There's particular places, and I don't want to say where they are. <laughs> okay. I want to I'm keep not on my your secret. server, so... Uh, After the show... I will yeah, tell you. You message those to me. Yeah, um, after yeah. the show, I will tell you, but I don't want to tell my secret like out loud on the air because because um, um, I I like my uh, I, I like my obsidian farming area, and I don't want to see it overrun with people. <laughs> you see, I I went I went through all the places that I found lots of ore, 
uh, in beta, and I didn't find, I really did not find all that much ore. Well, the now, other maybe thing... maybe it was because there was too many people there. Okay, the other thing that, that happened was, um, in Deep Home in particular, that first 24 to 48 hours, uh, the spawn rate of Elementium was just amped so high that literally you would walk five steps and you'd find an Elementium ore. You'd walk another five steps and you'd find another Elementium ore. Okay. It was all over the place. It was crawling with it. And then, I think it was the end of the second day, so the end of the eighth, they put a hot fix in where they fixed it because there was way too much ore spawning in deep home way too much so he, he, here's what happened to me in deep home before the show today uh i fly out of uh the temple right in the middle of the zone there um and i see two no two ore nodes on my mini map mm -hmm. so i go fly up to the first one it disappears mm -hmm. but another yeah. one pops up okay so i fly over the other one it disappears but the first one pops up I was like, seriously, I can't. Yeah. Well, seriously, that, that's how bad is, the phasing is. You have is. to keep in right. You you have to keep in mind that uh, what's going on there is there may be people that are in a different phase from you, so you can't see them, but they're actually mining that ore. No, they're not. The the, the veins are still there. I, I I can fly to one and I see the other. I fly to the other. I see the one. Is it, so it's odd. a phasing issue. And I one was a, one was a rich one, too, which pissed in, me off. Yeah, I had that happen in Twilight Highlands. Um, there was this mysterious rich pyrite vein Ooh. that I really, really wanted. Rich pyrite? But every time I tried... Yeah, it's a rich yeah Ooh, rich pyrite. I would, I would like that. Yeah, uh, they give you... The rich pyrite veins give you something like six to seven pyrite ore per. Yeah, I, I've yeah had, I found one rich... One rich obsidium in Deep Home. I found several rich elementium. And when I was uh, flying around to explore all of uh, Twilight Highlands today, uh, I did uh, find a couple of pyrite, but uh, no rich ones. So, Yeah. Now, the rich ones are... Uh, the rich pyrite, you see them like in Twilight Highlands and stuff. Um, I've seen one in Oldham. Uh, but they're actually... They give you, like I said, six to seven ore. I have a couple of stacks of py pyrite... Or, what is it? Pyrium? Pyrium bars. Yeah. The bars that you use? Yeah, I've got like a couple of stacks of bars. And a lot of people are selling them for an obscene amount of money on the auction house. Um, I'm sitting on mine and hanging on to them. Because I'm going to need them in the future anyway. So there you go. Yeah, Twilight Highlands. Skolnick just said, Twilight Highlands has a vanishing vein by the waterfalls. That's the one I'm talking about. It was a rich pyrite vein. And I kept trying to fly up to it. And it kept disappearing. Most annoying thing ever. Because I'm like, just give me my ore. Come on. <laughs> have you uh, have you found any that are behind mountains? Um, A couple. Yeah. There, there's a couple of them. I'm assuming that's another phasing issue where it's currently behind a mountain. But when you get through a certain quest or a certain event, it will be accessible. That, that's what I'm. Um, I'm going to assume figuring. so, yeah, or something like that. I, I'm really not sure, so yeah. And, and there's a couple that are like underground in Deep Home, like they're the gray, so you know they're un they're not in the same areas. You like they're they're underground or whatever, but there's no caves nearby. Yeah, those are really annoying. Yeah, but uh, it, it's it's interesting trying to do that. Like I I did get up to uh, uh, five twenty five mining. But getting my uh, blacksmithing up has been really, really difficult. Uh, right now, I'm trying very hard to get as many of the blue quality um, blacksmithing plans as I can and making those because those give me five points each instead of just one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, that's the only way I, I'm finding to actually be able to level my um, my my, my uh, blacksmithing without uh, going crazy trying to find obsidian all over the place. Engineering was surprisingly easy to level, and I really like what they did with that particular profession. I believe that they've done it with other professions as well. If you look in your spellbook, it'll tell you what the item is, and there'll be a number next to it. Usually it's five. It'll be orange, or it'll be yellow, or it'll be green, just as as it usually is, right? But when you make that item, you get five skill points. You don't have to sit there, yeah. you know, getting one skill point per craft. Yeah. You actually get five skill points from making that item. So it was a lot easier to level. It was a lot... There was a lot less... Because, I mean, in Wrath, one of the things... Um, my my priest is still not a max level tailor because she needs, like, one point. And I've been sitting there making item after item after item, waiting for that stupid one point to pop. And this kind of bypasses that, which I, I like. I really like it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's... It's a lot of fun, you know. I love the look of Pyrium. I gotta say, it looks like a little it's pile of pretty. gold. It's <laughs> pretty. Yeah, it's pretty and sparkly. The first time I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, what is that? I don't know, but I want to jam my pick in it." That's what she said. No. Um, <laughs> oh wow. Or that's what he said. I don't, I, Anyways, do we have another segment? We have another segment. We do don't have we? another segment, <laughs> and then we're gonna come back talk a little bit about game time zone, and we will okay. uh, we'll give away some prizes. Okay. So uh, we have already talked to Moo. Let's uh, let's pull our yoga mats and do a little traveling back to Karazhan. Let's go. Yep. Warcraft Less Traveled. A World of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within WoW. The Karazhan Crypt and Upside Down Sinner's Room, Part 2. I cannot even pretend that, at the time of this recording, that anyone in WoW is doing much else than experiencing the incredible new Cataclysm questing zones and rediscovering all the old ones that are new again. So even if you don't have time now to travel off the beaten track, as I discuss more about the Karazhan Crypt, simply put these details in your back pocket until a later time because the crypt has not changed much since the Shattering events, and there's plenty of time to rediscover the secrets for yourself, when time permits. And today, I do want to present to you some additional details about this hidden destination that we discussed last episode, the Karazhan Crypt. Lower Karazhan, or more commonly called the Karazhan Crypt, is a gated-off underground maze of mysterious rooms and tunnels that are not unlike any other five-man instance, its entrance is down an abandoned stairway in the Morgan's Plot Graveyard, inside Deadwind Pass, just west of the Karazhan Raid instance. The entrance is at coordinates 40, 73, yet normal means inside is currently unavailable. When this crypt originally appeared at the end of Vanilla WoW, access inside was easy and it even featured an instance portal. The well-designed interior has six separately titled zone designations. Upon entering the crypt's gate, the initial large room is called the Well of the Forgotten. It is a gray-colored rectangular tomb of sorts with an open well in the room's center. The open hole can be jumped into by explorers, but may have been originally designed as a way of disposing corpses from here down into the well. And we'll see soon enough where this well leads. But first, the only exit from this entry chamber is to the west. The passageway from here is scattered with bones and littered with unknown remains. The crypt's title at this point identifies that you've entered 
Popper's Walk. And you'll notice that much of the crypt is identified as Popper's Walk, and it's mostly the tunnels that wind themselves deeper into the two-level vast crypt. As you travel, all the rooms and areas are well detailed, but are almost always missing any features that will allow you to interact with them. Popper's Walk meanders past a number of wrought iron gates that block off inner tombs. Opening these gates is possible, and each opens with a long, piercing creak. While exploring, the music ambiance is unlike anywhere else in the game today. A constant, rhythmic heartbeat can be heard droning on. Unseen chains clank off in the distance, and the sound of stones grinding against stone echoes from the darkness. Popper's Walk leads to another titled area called Slow of Despair. The chamber here is a large, dark, pit-like area that is currently littered with bones. Besides this, there is not much else of interest in this section of the crypt. However, traveling down and further into the base of the crypt empties an explorer into two other interesting areas. The first is called Tome of the Unrepentant. It is comprised of a large two-story hall with shallow water in the center. Whether its odd design was part of a planned instance encounter is unknown, yet here it remains, part of the overall crypt mystery. A second area in the lower portion of the crypt is called Pit of Criminals. The chamber is found directly below the crypt's first entry room, the Well of the Forgotten. If you remember, the original room had a well to disregard corpses, right? Well, here in the Pit of Criminals is where these bones landed. A monstrous pile of bones can be found in one corner of the large room. It can only be assumed that these bones were thrown down from the well to land here. A double staircase leads up from here into a caved-in room. Besides the overall strange stylings of the room itself, the Pit of Criminals offers no further areas of interest. That leaves us with the last of the six crypt sections, the Upside-Down Sinner's Room. For a time, this hidden location was considered to be the most horrific place in all of Azeroth. The room is made up of a large chamber with a mammoth pit filled with murky water. The pool is very deep and spans the entire length of the room. I think that it would make the perfect setup for a deadly boss encounter or creepy ambiance for advancing the crypt story. Underwater here, connected by chains and hooks, are many men strung upside down to the pool's floor. The bodies appear lifeless and their feet are floating towards the ceiling. The eerie heartbeat can be heard here, and the overall effect of seeing this twisted sight like this is downright creepy. The Upside Down Sinner's Room has had such an impact on those who have seen it, since it is the one zone of the crypt that everyone seems to remember by name. All six crypt areas that make up the large underground labyrinth of rooms are a must-see for all explorers of less-traveled Azeroth, and I've received excellent contributions in the form of interior details and images that were supplied by listeners that include Darylin, Stephen K., Angel Lee, and Gavin H. The Karazhan Crypt may forever remain a mystery, yet its haunting network of chambers can still be accessed today. Just keep this place in mind for any downtime you get after you level up to 85, power through your dailies, and punch Deathwing square in the face. Please send all your show comments, questions, and corrections to warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com or listen back to the show archives at warcraftlesstraveled.com. My name is Skolnik, and until next time, remember to travel safe, be cautious drinking well water that comes from a crypt, and leave only footprints. That was seriously one of the coolest places I have ever accidentally encountered in-game, and I wish you could still get to it. I wish they'd do something with it. Have you ever been there, Medros? I have not, no. 
the first time I went in there, number one, the whole heartbeat and hearing that kind of breathing and, and, and music, this eerie music track when you went walking through there was extremely off-putting, putting, off-putting, what the heck is an off-putting? Anyway, it was off-putting. And then there was the fact that there was, you know, it was random graves. You were walking through an underground graveyard, and that was creepy. And then you get to the point where you're, like, swimming through water and stuff, you know, exploring these areas. And uh, the first time I went swimming, and it's, like, the upside-down center is, I'm like, what the heck is that? And then things slowly started coming into focus, and I realized that these were, like corpses floating upside down all around me and it was it freaked me right the heck out it was so cool it was amazing i wish they'd do something with it yeah it's, it's really awesome well because there's very no creepy, history though. very creepy yeah there's no history to it but the names of the places are just so evocative like you realize that there has to be a story behind all of this but there's nothing there yeah yeah all right. Um, so let's see. We did a segment. Now let's talk a little bit about our one of our sponsors. Our our sponsor. Their uh, our other sponsor. Their other sponsor. Yeah, their uh, <laughs> GameTimeZone.com. Basically, if you are playing any online game, there's usually some way they want you to go. Uh, Farmville. They want you to buy cash. For WoW, they want you to buy game time. For Lord of the Rings, which went free to play, they want you to buy credits for items in game. Well, if you, you if you go to gametimezone.com, you will be able to buy anything for pretty much any game you play. It's really really awesome. I really recommend them. I'm actually planning to buy my next game time from them because they accept PayPal, which I have. They accept Google Checkout. They have all kinds of different payment methods, and they have really good prices. I cannot get a, a a comparable price for a game for a sixty day sixty day game card than I can at GameTimeZone.com. So I definitely recommend them. If you have a game player in your house, they will likely love something from GameTimeZone.com. So definitely check them out. And I do want you to to really try and and enjoy their services. And uh, they actually give us a Deathy code to give away on the show tonight. So oh, cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a question though. Okay. regarding game time zone so is it is it like one of those things where you immediately get the game time code and you can just enter it on yeah, the website it's, it's, or do they have to send it's emailed to you um uh-huh when, when you make when you place your purchase it's emailed to you and it's it's a really convenient service uh they actually also allow you to upgrade your cataclysm there they'll email, email you the code that you enter in on the website right away and you can upgrade your account quickly and then the other thing that I wanted to know is, do they do, like, gift certificate things where you can, like, get a gift certificate for the site and give it to... Like, if you don't know what your gamer likes to play, you can just get them a gift certificate? Do they do that? I do believe they do, but let me just check here quickly while, uh, while I'm, I've got the website open, because I, I do have the site open a fair bit, because it, it's, it's uh, really I'm kind of curious about that, because there, there are a lot of parents out there who... They know their kids play video games, but they don't really know anything about the games that they're playing. Beyond maybe what the name of it is, or otherwise, it's just that kooky thing with internet dragons in. And this would be a great, you know, a great way for them to give something to their kid. They can apply it to whatever game they happen to be playing yeah, at the time. I, I so. don't know if they have gift cards or anything like that, but they do have all kinds of console games. So if you're if you have an Xbox in the house, I'm sure your kid has Xbox Live. 
or the person you know plays Xbox has an, has Xbox Live, and you can get them that, or you can get PlayStation Network credits or Wii credits. Lots of different things you can get them. Um, and if you have any questions, you can always contact their support line. It's uh, right there at the bottom of the page. Yeah. Well, that's cool. For sure, for sure. Okay. So um, now for some prizes. Now, I didn't record this live on the show last week because I'm kind of not, I wasn't all there last week. I completely forgot to mention this. So I recorded this after the fact and had it tacked on at the end of the show. But uh, we did a, a contest for people because everybody, everybody who doesn't have a chance to come, come to the live show because of timing, work, or whatever, they they are are mournful of the fact they can't win from the trivia contest. They, they want to be able to win. <laughs> yeah, and, and they should have like ways to win things besides just, you know listening to the show live although we do like having the live audience here so if you get a chance it's pretty fun anyway so yeah we we have have a contest contest? basically i had people tell us what they did on launch day be it in-game you know epic stories or awesome stories from their launch events and i got a fair bit of entries uh the first one came from kemphalion um, and he writes, I was in Outlands when the world broke. Even though I was a world away, I could hear the screams of the people of Azeroth. I could feel the fear of our world. Um, I could hear victorious wars of uh, Zaxxus the Deathwing as he tore across the landscape in all his rage. I prayed to a loon that my friends would be safe somewhere. So basically he goes on, and, and, and he, I'll, I'll post this in, in, in a, a separate post on the website for people to read all of the entries that, were, that we got. And he basically goes into an RPO of what happened to his character that day. Um, it is a bit long, so I can't read it on the show, but uh, I will post it. It's a really good entry. RP entries are cool. Very, very cool RP entries. So definitely, uh, definitely going to post that. Um, let's see, we also had... Uh, Let's see, uh, we have Renari of Rune Totem EU. Uh, he writes, Hey guys, love the show, so, and, sorry, love the show, and listen on to, and listen on the podcast, so I was happy to hear a competition I could email in for. I live in London, and so naturally went along in the, in the launch party in Leicester Le- 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 Square. I guess Leicester, I think, yeah. Yeah, uh, the weather in England was freezing at the mo- is, is freezing at the moment, so no amount of layers could uh, stave off the cold. <laughs> the cold on Monday night. Uh, that sounds familiar. I- it was cold here too. <laughs> it, it was cold here. I was very happy. It was in a mall here. Um, a friend and I stood in the queue for just over two hours. Entered a few competitions. Saw a ghost crawler. Then we got what we decided. What. Got to what we decided was an hour's wait away from the door and decided to head for home. We realized we had got from it what we wanted. So we had a cat on pre-order, so we had only gone gone along for the atmosphere, which was great. Oh, and hats off to the five people that dressed up. Their costumes were great. Keep up the good work, guys and girls. All hail the aspect of bacon. Cheers. Renari of Runetotem EU. <laughs> That's cool that he got to see Ghostcrawler out there. I, I met him at uh, BlizzCon, and he's a really nice guy. Um, for sure. I didn't know that he was going to be in London. I guess that just slipped by me in the whole getting ready for the expansion nonsense. But, yeah, I that was the part. I mean, okay, I was there to get my game because I really wanted my game, and I wanted my collector's edition, and I wanted all the cool stuff and everything. But I was also there to actually meet the local community uh, of Warcraft players because I'd never seen any of them before. So it was really cool to actually meet some of the people around town that play and and see them in person. And the atmosphere was great because, I mean, the guys behind the counter 
obviously they didn't know a lot about the game or anything, but it didn't matter because the store was full of people that were all talking about this, that, the other, Warlock rotations, blah, 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 PvP, blah, 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 PvE. You know, it, it was a lot of fun. The atmosphere it is definitely a major part of those late night events. So thank you for your entry. Uh, next one we have... Uh... Hello from Berber, um, the Seeker, Blood Elf, Shadow Priest on Tychondria server. I want to share my launch story. My husband, Loctar, also on uh, Tychondria server, is probably one of the most diehard players of WoW I've ever met. He has played since Vanilla Beta <laughs> and stood in line at the Fry's Electronics in Fountain Valley, California for launch of the Vanilla game. Okay. Honestly, I heard that it was busy honestly, out there. That that right there, he 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 wins. I wish I could have been at that that at that original launch event. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was. I remember hearing about that. Um, this year, Cataclysm. Um, I don't know if it was Fountain Valley or not, but I think the it was with, Fountain they Valley. They had the elite it might have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I heard that there was like thousands of people out there for that yeah, one, which was that, crazy. I've got a few people that were from there. Continues on saying, we are now back in Orange County, California, and I was curious if we were going to Fry's for the release Monday night, as it is 45 minutes north of us. He said he wanted to go somewhere less crowded, and we picked up picked a small GameStop near our house. So I expected to stand in line from 9 p.m. My husband had stood in line at a StarCraft 2 release at 8 p.m. and was only the third person in line. He really wanted to be the first person in line and said he wanted to go over there at 6 p.m. I called the store and they said due to the online release, they didn't expect more than 30 people at the release. However, my husband got to the store at 7.30 p.m. anyway and was seriously the only person there in line until 9 p.m. when I joined him. <laughs> yeah, that's how it turned out for a lot. I, I heard a lot of stories from, like I said, WoW Insider staff where they said there just really wasn't a lot of people there. For sure. I waiting. think it may have been the <laughs> November or the December release that may have caused that as much as the... Uh, the digital downloads. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, of course, he goes on to say the uh, the third person in line was a 74-year-old solo player. Let's see here. And, he, and, he, and the person says they, they that guy had bought 300,000 gold to help him in the expansion because he feared he overly, in, the, he, oh my the overly gosh. inflated prices currently would continue for the new content. Mr. 74-year-old. Tut, yeah. tut, tut. That's all I have to say about that. Don't buy gold. Don't do it. Indeed, indeed. But just don't do it. Bad. Bad man. But 74-year-olds old and yeah, playing WoW, sure. hey, that's pretty cool. Despite the buying gold tendency. Bad. Bad player. Anyway. So, uh, next one we have is from Pepper Spray. Uh, it says, I love the show and have a fun story for you. Like the Burning Crusade release, I went to the local Walmart, Walmart at 11 p.m. to wait in line because of the cold this time. I was the first person there. A few dozen people showed up over the next hour, but I remained the first in line. I got my collector's edition and headed home to install it. Having about an hour to kill after the install, I logged into chat with people and readied my TCG loot code that came with the collector's edition. I was surprised to receive a spe swift Spectral Tiger mount <gasps> and Spectral Tiger sandbox toy. I tried for the Rome first 80, 525 fishing and failed, but still had a cool new mount to show for the, my, waiting in my line waiting efforts. Keep up with good work, Pepper Spray. Pepper spray? I officially kind of hate you. Have you scratched yours yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, and all I got was uh, I got the tiny, or not the tiny loot code. I got no, I got the sandbox bad. tiger. That was okay. it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I still had like a ton of them left from... Where did I get my tigers from? Oh, I got them from Comic-Con one year. Uh, there was a, there's a comic online called Penny Arcade. 
Uh-huh. I'm sure you've heard of it, probably. Yeah, anyway, uh, they were giving away the little Sandbox Tiger loot cards to people that stopped by, so I stopped by, they gave me a loot card. I was like, <laughs> yay! <laughs> yeah, I will trade, I will trade, because Splat just said she'll trade her Deathwings Dandy for a Spectral Tiger. I will absolutely do that. If you can give me a Spectral Tiger loot code, not 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 the little toy one. I'm talking about the mount. I want the mount. I will I will pack up this Deathwing standee and I will send it to you. <laughs> Absolutely, without Far cheaper question. Than the eight hundred dollars is going to be on the uh, on eBay, right? Huh? Far cheaper than the eight hundred dollars yes. will cost you on eBay, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I will totally trade it. I'll, I'll totally trade. I, I will trade. Not only that, I will throw in the poster that I got with the standee for a spectral tiger mount. <laughs> All right. Next one we have is from James Taggart. She uh, says, "I've never been so pleased with an expansion launch of this scale. Logged in right at two p.m. CS, or sorry, two a.m. CST. Bought my flight license and logged off, and rolled my goblin with my wife." Had a blast in the start in that starting zone. I'll be honest. When I first heard about the Worgen, I was there, but not at the not, but as months passed, I, and I heard about the Worgen versus Goblin, I slowly changed my mind, and I'm so glad that I did. After a little sleep, I hit Hygel and was blown away again. I almost forgot what I was leveling. I had such a blast, and before I knew it, I had finished off 150 quests and was was level 82. My favorite part of it all was actually Joust. For those who haven't done this yet, Blizzard has successfully integrated Atari, or for me, Apple IIe, the game into a 3D WoW quest with Pet for completing all three waves. Yes, waves like the original. Yep. Other than that, I've hit Vashir, started through the area, through that area, flew down the Maelstrom, which was epic as in a Pirates of Caribbean sort of way. It keeps up the keep up the awesome work on the show, and possibly see you on a Horde side show guild. For the Horde, sorry, Alliance. Blizzard needs to give you a better battle cry. Have you uh, have you done Oldham yet? I have not gone to Oldham. I'm uh, I want to finish up. Uh, I want to finish Deep Home first. Okay, finish Deep Home and then go to Oldham. But Oldham, it plays like a movie. Hmm. Uh, it's it's like every oh I can't even. We could talk about it next week. We'll talk about Oldham next week because you'll want to talk about it after you played through it. But yeah, Joust. Did you do Joust? I did Joust. People have told me about. People have mentioned the quest. I I don't recall who have done it. Oh, you, want to you go through. It? Um, you go through. Well, okay, Aviana. You get the quest at Aviana's shrine, and she sends you to a little portal that's in the middle of the Flame Valley with the flame. Oh, okay. Uh, turtle. Yeah, yeah. And you hop on a hippogriff, and you have to like hit the space bar. Yeah, I, I've, yeah I've done. I've done that. I, I, I did you I get the bat? Chose, I believe, the blue one. I got the gold one, because I was like, yay, gold! <laughs> Alright, uh, so let's see here. I'm trying to see if we have any others that were sent in. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, I think that was a bit. So, what is your, uh, which one is your vote for? My vote? Um, hang on, I'm going through here. Okay, we, have, we, have, we have three prizes to give away. First one, will be a now-sold-out Warhammer Stein. Uh-huh. Second one is a Deathy the Murloc. And the third, I believe, was... Did I say a Moonkin pet, or did I say one of the prizes I have here? I can't remember. I'll, I'll let them choose. I between don't... either um, um, uh, 
You've got the Griffin plushie, don't I you? I do have a Griffin plushie. Yeah. So maybe we could throw that in there. Because the Griffin plushie comes with a pet, and it's cool. We could. So would that be a second prize, or and then that would be third? Because those are both ex- excellent prizes. Hmm. Those are both excellent we'll, prizes. We'll I the, think we'll we should... let the winners choose. We'll let the winners choose what so they want to get. So who would you say is the first prize? Honestly, okay. Hang on. I personally, I like the one where they were the the one where they were talking about the seventy four year old that bought gold. Okay. But it was mostly because they had a paragraph in there that you didn't read, and they were talking about the funniest thing that happened. Um, a couple of guys pulled up in a sports car, and they wanted to know if the store was closed, and it was until they would open again. But they didn't want World of Warcraft; they wanted FIFA two thousand ten. That's what they were there for, at like ten o'clock at night. <laughs> And I thought that was funny because they actually stood in line with the WoW players so that they could get their FIFA. <laughs> FIFA. FIFA. 2010. I'm like, December 7th, 2010. Yeah, you're in line with a bunch of Warcraft players picking up FIFA. 2010. Okay, whatever. You know, I, I liked that one. I liked that story. Plus, I, I liked... Um, Mr. 74-year-old is a bad 74-year-old because he bought gold, but at the same time, it's really, I think it's cool that they ran into a player that was, you know, I think that's probably the oldest I've ever heard of a Warcraft player being. Yeah. That'd be like, that'd be like my dad. That'd be like my dad playing. (laughs) That would be really weird. (laughs) Alright. So, we will, uh, we will email, uh, Babber... That was Bubba Year, I think. And that'll be the first winner. They can choose which one they would like. And then... I think we should give them the Stein. Well, if, they choose, if, they, if they prefer the Stein, that is their choice. If they pick a Stein. Okay. And then second place... I would say... Um, the person who went to, to the London meetup just to go and feel the excitement. You missed one of the entries. Did you Did get I? the one from Dark Darksting from Kilrog? Because I liked this one too. From Darksting from Kilrog, he says, like, Monday evening about 9 p.m., that he takes off to the GameStop, right? Because he pre ordered his copy of Cataclysm and he lives in Miami, which is normally quite warm, but that evening it dropped down to like 40 degrees, <laughs> which was crazy. Um, anyway, so they get the receipt in the GameStop and they go back into the car, right? But here's the funny part. So, um, the most hilarious thing was that the guys behind the register had no clue what World of Warcraft was, and he was he was actually asking the people standing in line if it was a shooter like Halo, which I thought was kind of hysterical. Um, so he he said that the Warcraft players that were in line they started making up stuff that it was a shooter and that you're able to fly and you have a bacon pet that follows you around and the story's like getting more and more elaborate and none of them could hold it and they finally gave in but like they completely had the GameStop guys going which I thought was great okay hmm okay so you messaged me the name of the person okay yeah so I do see that here now I don't, I don't know don't Do you know see why I missed that one? Yeah. It's Darksting from Kilrog, and I loved his story, because I'm like, dude, I should have done that. Like, we should... Well, I mean, they had the lore questions, and I harassed the, the lore question people, because cause their, their answers were incorrect, but at the same time, man, keeping a guy behind a GameStop counter going for, like, an hour 
about what World of Warcraft was about. That's you, fantastic. You think that GameStop would <laughs> and know everybody better. was in on it, you know? Huh? You think GameStop people would know better? Well, no kidding. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to know all about these video games, and you're believing that there's a bacon pet that follows Come you on. around. Bacon what pet? The heck? Who wouldn't you want know? a bacon pet? Come on. <laughs> it, it, it could like float through the air, and and like it it could flap silently behind you as you walk. Be awesome. Which is kind of disturbing, more than a little disturbing. But anyway, yeah, I, I liked his because I was like, okay, the thought of a crowd of people just totally leading on a GameStop employee and like all of the people are in on it. <laughs> I still can't believe that the GameStop guy was like, so is that like a first person shooter like Halo? <laughs> Has he been living under a rock for six years? I don't know, but that's great. Yeah, and uh, I actually just checked the uh, the Facebook pages, and I saw no entries there, so... Okay. But yeah, I think Darksting deserves a prize, because I'm sorry. If you can fool a GameStop employee for that long, that's awesome. <laughs> let's, get, let's give Darksting third place. Second place, okay. I want to go, go, go give to the guy in London who went out just to be a part of the event. And I want to give okay. Kemthalion, because okay. uh, he did his in RP... I want to give him a special prize. Uh, we'll give him a, uh, a pet code, uh, the Moonkin pet. Um, yep. Give him the Moonkin pet? Okay, cool. Yeah, because I did like that, too. I like the fact that he did the whole thing in RP. Like, that's really creative. So, yeah. For sure, Give for him the sure. Moonkin pet. So, that's awesome. <laughs> so, okay, so we've got four, four prizes, prizes plus instead of three. Trivia. How awesome is that? five prizes away today, folks. That's crazy. That is absolutely yep. crazy. So, uh, Shade, how would you tell people how they can find us? I will as soon as I get the page open, and I do have it open. So you can reach us via voicemail at one seven eight five ATA WOW five. That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. Or you can reach us via email. Uh, the show email account is show at allthingsazroth.com. Medros is, is Medros at allthingsazroth.com. And I am Shade at allthingsazroth.com. If you want to reach Ask Moo to ask Moo a question, any question at all, we do love the Ask Moo segments, uh, you can reach him at askmoo42 at gmail.com. And for Warcraft Less Traveled, uh, for Skull Nick segment, if you have any suggestions on places you'd like to see covered or any questions about prior segments, you can reach him at warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com. Uh, you can also hit the show up on iTunes. Uh, feel free to download us there. Obviously, we have a lot of people downloading, including our winners from tonight congratulations uh you can also rate and review the show we totally love it when people do that and we get a lot from your feedback so if you want to leave us feedback please go ahead and feel free to do so you can check out our guild we've got the uh, heroes of lord Ron. And that is Alliance side on the Argent Dawn server. It is an RP server. Please feel free to roll an alt if you'd like to make a brand new Worgen alt or any of the other new race class combinations or heck, just a normal run-of-the-mill character from vanilla. Feel free to do so. Message anybody in the guild and I think everybody can invite, correct? Indeed, any member can give, give an invite. And then, of course, we've got the Horde side guild going now. Uh, and what was Legacy. the Horde side guild's name? Is it name Legacy of the, uh, of of the uh, Horde guild? Um, there's not always people on that one. Um, okay. I'm most often on my alliance side. So if you want to just create a level one alt and message somebody in Heroes of Lordaeron, um, or message me on Twitter. They can invite you to the Horde yeah, side. A lot of our members from yeah, the, the alliance side have the made uh, characters for the Horde guild. Um, I do try and get on there every couple of days to uh, to let people know. So. I was going to say, we've got the Facebook page, we've got a page for the show, and we've also got a f- fan page, yes? 
There's a group. Indeed. Yes. There's a group and a fan page on Facebook. Okay. See, Jade is not so familiar with the Facebooking stuff, so I, I don't know a lot about that. However, I've heard that it's quite the thing. So if you feel like going on and becoming a fan of the show, please feel free to do so. And then we also probably want to talk about DreamHost, huh? Indeed. But first, uh, before we talk about DreamHost... For those who don't know, and I don't know why I may not have mentioned it, but uh, I have uh, I have another podcast. It's called Group Quest. It's a roundtable oh, podcast. Yeah. It used to be a monthly podcast. We have recently changed it to a, a weekly podcast, except for it's going to be taking a break over from the twenty for the twenty fifth because we recorded on Saturdays, and I'm not going to be in town on the twenty fifth because it's Christmas. Mm, yeah. This coming week, we're going to have a really awesome set of ho- uh, of uh, group members. Uh, we're going to have Brigwin, Kadistra, Skolnick, and we will also have Mr. Matthew Rossi. Oh, cool. They're all going to be on the show? Yeah. <sighs> it's, it, it'll be a five-man group or five-person group since I we have Kadistra. <laughs> the only problem with it is, like, it's on Saturdays, and my Saturdays are usually pretty solid booked. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, you can find that that podcast at thegroupquest.com. Uh, we do want everybody to uh, to to listen to that podcast. It's a really awesome podcast, and hopefully, if we can get the listenership up to a, a reasonable amount, uh, we can justify doing keeping it as a weekly podcast. And um, yeah, it, it's really fun. It's interesting doing roundtable podcasts. All things out throughout the first episode was actually a roundtable podcast, so it's really awesome. And I'm hoping that. Uh, Hoping we can get a lot of people who uh, who can come into the live chat when it's up. Uh, it's usually on Saturdays between it's either at uh, two p.m. or eight p.m. De- uh, Central Time, depending upon. Basically, we're trying to rotate it so we can have both European and people who can't come in the evenings on Saturdays, and then of course uh, eight p.m. Central Time for people in North America who can come. Uh, this coming week will be on two p.m. Uh, Central Time, um, so we'll hope to have you guys here. Uh, or in the live chat, uh, just watch Group Quest on Twitter, and we'll be happy to have you guys follow that. And uh, they'll be post there as to when the uh, live show goes up. Okay, can I talk about Dream Host now? Well, if you'd like, you can, I, or I can. It's entirely up to you. I can talk about Dream Host. We've been talking about it often enough. Dream Host is actually our host for the show. Um, Dream Host is actually a really good web host provider. They have plenty of plans for plenty of price ranges, and their support is absolutely phenomenal. Um, anytime we've ever had a problem with a website, it's generally been resolved within an hour or so, which you can't really say that for many web host providers. So, Dream Host, yeah, you can check them out at dreamhost.com, and if you use the code DEATHWING, you get $50 off of any new account and it doesn't matter what size that account is so if you need a little web page fifty dollars off if you need a really big honkin web page well honk web page i should say web space fifty dollars off check Definitely. it out and uh, go with them we love them to be just so you guys know the people who were on this past week's group quest uh we had nevik haster and uh, uh a british guy i can't remember his name oh gaz from man obscure cast I had so much fun on the obscure cast when I was on there. That was a blast. He, he's a great, <laughs> he's a great person to have, and I and I, I, I love talking to him because he he does provide a different perspective to the game. Um, plus, the accent is pretty cool. So, <laughs> but uh, um, perhaps at some point uh, I will give away the. Uh, I was given a uh, a second mouse pad, as people know uh, from the collector edition. I got a mouse pad, um, but this mouse pad I actually think I actually like this one better that I got from uh, 
from the EB Games, which is a GameStop subsidiary. It is basically the logo from the Collector's Edition shade. The logo from the box is basically a mouse pad. Uh-huh. It looks really awesome. Yeah, well, I was going to say the Collector's Edition came from came with a mouse pad, which is good because my Wrath mouse pad, which has the Continent of Northern uh, on it, it, it's starting to fall apart. So I think I'm going to replace it with the one from my Collector's Edition box. I have never used the, any of the mouse pads I've gotten, so... I didn't... Well, I, I wasn't using a mouse pad for the longest time, and then I discovered that the actual... The cabinetry that makes up my desk, it's like a white surface, and it really plays weirdness with my laser mouse. Gotcha. So, like, I, I decided to get a mouse pad, and I was like, oh, wait, I have this one for my wrath box. I think I'll use that. And it came in quite handy, so... But yeah, I, I, I will take a picture of it, and... Uh posted on our site i don't know if i want to get rid of it i like it too much it looks awesome <laughs> keep it it's cool anyway so yeah the offer still stands if you have a spectral <laughs> tiger mount and and you want to give that away i i have a deathwing standy in my car <laughs> i will totally trade you for that okay, will, will you mail it without it being bent or or or, or fold it um all? i think i would have to kind of like I, I would have to unfold it Probably. I don't know. I'd have to look at it because it's, it's, it's pretty big. I could find a big enough box for it, I'll bet you, where I didn't have to take it apart. It is beat up a little bit because it was st- sitting in a GameStop for how long? But still, the offer stands. If you want it, give me a Spectral Tiger mount. All right. Not, that, not, not the toy You heard it here, folks. Folk. You heard it here, folks. First, folks, <laughs> if you want a Death, Deathwing Standy, you must get a Spectral Tiger. That is your, your mission. But uh, thank you for all, all for tuning in. Uh, we will uh, be back next week. Um, that will be the last show before Christmas. And the one after that will be a special show. Yep. A Medros free episode. Gasp. That's going to be me and Matt McCurley from Wow Insider. We're going to be tearing it up just before New Year's, right after Christmas. We'll see what we can do. I'm sure and, we'll uh, have yeah, plenty Sean, to talk about. And uh, Sean, who is our editor, will be producing that show. I... Do not believe I'll be here. I will be out of town. I don't believe I'll be calling in. So this will truly be the all okay. sh- the, the, the the shade episode. Indeed, the all shade Indeed. show. <laughs> so thank you again for tuning in. Nah, shade, shade and McCurley. Shade, so last time we had Mixing Shade and Brigwin, but I interrupted. Now Shade and McCurley. I don't think I'll be here for the Shade and McCurley show. Shade and McCurley. Anyways, will be tearing it up. And, indeed, and, and indeed. talking about stuff and I will and definitely things. have to listen to that episode because I'm sure it'll be very entertaining but uh, take care <laughs> it'll be something take care. I don't know what happy hunting, we'll find and out. we'll see you on the other side of a Deathwing standee indeed <laughs>